Hey everybody, welcome back to Talking Goofs, uh, a podcast that is about jokes, specifically my jokes, some of them are other people's jokes, I guess, sometimes, I don't know, uh, depends on whatever I feel like talking about. Um, long time, no talk, I think the last last one we did uh, was like October 2021, uh, a lot has changed, I have since moved back to Weston, Missouri, which is a suburb of a suburb of Kansas City, uh, in my hometown. Uh, yeah, so I'm back, um, doing comedy here again, because I'll never stop doing that. I can live in, you know, fucking Antarctica or something and, uh, start a show somewhere, probably for, like, the seven scientists. Because if anybody knows humor, it's a bunch of people who've dedicated their lives to the desolate wasteland that is our eighth continent. I think it's our eighth continent. I'm not really sure. Um, there are eight continents? I need to write a joke about continents. I had a joke, actually. Did I have a joke about continents? It was oceans. Uh, it was, uh, we've only... We've only explored... Or what we've only explored 5% of the Earth's oceans. Um... So that means when we get to 100%, we're going to have... Or no, what was it? We've only explored 5% of the Earth's oceans. I can't wait to see how many we're going to have when we get to 100%. And then I'd say something like, we're going to need a whole new planet. That joke's done okay at open mics, which means it's not very funny. Um, But that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's not good. Um... Yeah, I'm sitting here in my parents' basement, because that's where you go when uh, uh, plans don't work out the way you want them to, uh, and that's okay, that's what happens <laughs> a lot of times, that's fine. No problems here, um, and I haven't I haven't done one of these in a long time, and I kind of missed talking to myself for 30 minutes, um, so here we go. Uh, I haven't been writing jokes as much lately I was journaling a lot which I have I've never really done and nothing I mean nothing's really supposed to come out of journaling I don't think like you can't I I feel like you can't have a motive outside of it being kind of therapeutic and uh more of a release than anything uh it's like mental masturbation but I journaled for a little bit um And just kind of, I've tried to expand on some other jokes, uh, which in the past I would usually do that on stage. Like I would write on stage for like the tags or, um, you know, little goofs like, like crowd work with it or something like that. Um, but it is interesting to kind of create more out of this, uh, these jokes that I've been telling for quite a while. And I wish I could tell you uh, what those expansions were, but they are in a notebook uh, that I have since lost. Um, Unfortunately, I feel pretty bad about that. It was a nice notebook. Uh, Rowan got it for me from, I believe it was a Walgreens, because I went to another Walgreens and found the exact same notebook. Uh, and I bought that. It was only $5. Really nice notebooks. Um, but, yeah, that one, I, I 
usually I usually try not to put too much in a notebook because I do lose them or get a new one that I like more. But that one, that one was the one. Uh, and I was up in South Dakota this past weekend with my buddy Carlos Shimon. Shout out Carlos, did great. Um, Carlos did 25 minutes, which is hard to come by in Kansas City. You gotta travel to, you gotta go eight hours north to Pierre, South Dakota to get an opportunity like that. Uh, so he did really well. And then I did uh, 50, 54 minutes, I think. And it was the best 54 minutes I've done. It was rot, like it still had its ups and downs for sure. But it was the most accomplished I felt after doing a set that long. And like 25 minute sets are few and far between here. Uh, so 55 minute sets are definitely uh, pretty rare. I think that's the only the third time I've done that much. The first two were both in Asheville, North Carolina, which is wild. Um, and thank you, Melissa Hahn, for those opportunities. Otherwise, I would probably have still only done 55 one, once, and that was four days ago. Um, go to Asheville and do comedy, people. Melissa runs really good stuff. Uh, but yeah, I did 55. Had my old, my trusty, rusty notebook and don't know we got we got pretty plastered that night drinks were free and we bought more haven't been drinking that much so it hasn't really taken that much uh that much alcohol to get me going um and boy was I going we bought one six pack and my fucking mother is like banging on the floor or something we got one six pack at the gas the venue is at a gas station it was like a restaurant venue Restaurant slash venue slash gas station, which if I've learned anything in stand-up comedy, it's never to um, judge a gas station poorly because sometimes you could uh, do comedy in it and it could be actually, that could actually be fun. And it was a lot of fun. Um, so thank you, Grey Goose. Uh, I think it was Grey Goose Tavern. What was it? Grey Goose something. The Grey, it's off Grey Goose Road or something like that in Pierre. It's a great little spot good food good drinks they had boulevard there which was really nice boulevard wheat um and the staff was really nice they bought some t-shirts from me which ruled um you're the reason we had gas to get home yeah so thank you uh but yeah we were just chugging them back i was i was throwing them back and god knows what i did with that fucking notebook i really hope i i hope it's in carlos's car but um, he said it wasn't, so I don't know. It's probably up in South Dakota in the hotel. I don't know if I, why I would have brought it in the hotel. Maybe it's in my merch bag. I didn't even check that. Shit. Fuck. It's probably in there. Now I have two really nice notebooks. I'm going to check that after this. I have to, yeah, I'll check it after this. But, um, yeah, I've been... Uh, busting out some jokes, let me tell you. And some of them have made the cut to, you know, the jump up to full, like, good joke now that I believe in. And one of them, one of them's one that yeah, I may have said on this podcast in the past, but uh, it was always one that flew under my radar for some reason. Just because I, I, There was a point in time 
where I was telling this joke every set, probably back in 2015, 2016, in every set, and it was, you know, one of what I thought was one of my better jokes, and then at some point it just kind of petered off for like five or six shows in a row, and I was just like lost all confidence in it. Um, and then I brought it back, and it was just fucking destroying, you know, honestly, which is really refreshing, but it's the Braille joke, it's my, uh, my Braille joke, and this is how it goes, uh, I wanted to learn how to read Braille, uh, so I decided I was gonna get the book on Braille, I went to the bookstore, but they were all out, uh, but they did have the audiobook on Braille, so now I'm really good at Morse code, and that's been doing really well, um, which is, double nice because it's one of my longest jokes uh so i'm pretty happy about that little little ditty um there's been i mean i've been kind of just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what hit what sticks uh the teddy joke the i've been opening this joke with a fun fact and this is this is the teddy bear joke uh fun fact um the teddy bear was named after Theodore Bear, the first ever taxidermied boy. That joke does really well. And I I it's I was listening to one of my older episodes recently about um writing clean or writing about less like kind of messed up stuff. Um and that joke's pretty messed up. It's about taxid it's like a Rob Zombie movie or something, you know, it's like about taxidermying a boy. But uh, it's also playful, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's it's doesn't it doesn't seem as um, messed up. It seems like a Ripley's Believe It or Not thing, like, eh, you know, it's the, the past or whatever. Like it doesn't really matter, even though it's not true. Uh, so that probably takes the edge off too. That it's just made up. Sorry to lift the veil. Um, this is another one. I been I've been doing off and on because my friend Dorian DeBose who's a local really good local comic here in Kansas City I asked him what of my jokes was his favorite and he said the ocean joke and I thought it was that one that I told earlier in this episode the five percent of the earth's oceans but it was uh this one that I hadn't told in probably two years it was uh uh the water at the top of the ocean is different from the water at the bottom of the ocean because the water at the top can float. Uh, and I tried, I had tried that joke, uh, you know, good, a good amount of times at open mics before and it just never did what I wanted it to do. So it's, it's weird when somebody like another comedian, it's like, that's my favorite joke of yours. I don't think any comedian, any friend of mine or other like comedian peer or whatever likes, like there's no two two of my friends that like the same joke more than any of the other ones. It's always something different. Like Carlos's favorite one is my calendar joke. I'm going to open up a store that sells old calendars and call it those are the days. That's his, it's his favorite joke of mine, uh, which like, they're all right. You know, they're all, none of them are wrong about it, obviously. Cause they're all, um, my jokes and I'm really good at this, but it is just kind of like, it's, it's interesting to think, um, cause I've got favorites, right? And it's interesting to see how differently people think of, uh, like, especially comedians, how, where their allegiances lie with different types of jokes. Uh, I, I, 
that kind of perspective is important, even if it's just like an opinion based on one little one-liner. You know, for me, like, for me, they're not just one, they're not just little one-liners. They're, they're all kind of different in their own little ways, like different misdirections, different inflections, different, uh, you know, whatever, setups, punchlines, whatever. Um, so it is, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air to hear that, like, this joke that you don't really tell is good to somebody, because that means it's probably good to other people, and, um, you know, don't give up (laughs) on, on a joke that, uh, you think, I mean, there's a reason you wrote it down, you know, you thought there's something to it, like, at least there's, the, the premise is there, maybe not the execution, but, um, something is there so why you know why throw it away uh you gotta try you gotta try all this new stuff because what's the i mean what's the point if you're what's the point of it what's the point of writing it if you're not going to try it out you gotta do and that's one of the things like my standards for these jokes are so high that sometimes i'll think of something and just not even not write it down partially because it's easy as a comic like me who does jokes that aren't personal, it's easy to come up with jokes that you know other people have come up with, especially on, like, Twitter. That happened to me recently. I don't remember what the joke was, because as soon as I found out that it had been done before, I erased it from my mind. Um, But it's somewhere. It's written down somewhere. Um, But, yeah, it's... it's, uh, comedy rules I, I did have a couple other jokes a couple new ones that are older ones that were reworked and here's a new one it's uh um i like going to the blood bank and asking them if they have some in a different color and that that's done okay for the first few times i think I, the wording could be better i don't like saying some Although, like, saying some blood is seems like a funny way of saying it. But I'll work on that. Asking if they have any in a different color. Too many words that sound the same. But I don't know. Um, what was the other one? I had this this one that I don't think is that funny, but it's been doing okay. And some jokes just need to be those jokes for you. Like, they're just fine. It's a... Uh, I was born past my due date, so my parents had to pay a late fee. And I looked that up on Twitter. Nobody's ever tweeted that, which I couldn't believe. It seems so simple, so right there, and so just like middle of the road kind of funny. Less funny, more clever, I guess. Not even really that clever. Like It wasn't hard to come up with. It was one of those jokes that I had come up with before and didn't write down. Because I was just like, oh, this sucks. You know, this is just pretty, this is just like talking. Like, this is nothing. But it's done okay. And it, like, that's what keeps me on my toes, at least, is like jokes like that or, you know, jokes like the Braille joke that I brought back. Um, you never know how it's going to work. You never know if it, if what's going to work. What's really, you never do. Like you have, you can have a decent idea about some jokes, but like jokes that are kind of on the fence in your mind and have been for a while, 
just throw him, you know, try him out, see what happens. You have nothing, you literally have nothing to lose. Um, put him on TikTok, get a following for being a mediocre comedian. <laughs> There's so many. I've seen so many, like, stand-up TikTok is uh, just a cesspool of horrible, awful garbage. And I've been doing okay on TikTok recently. Not, like, blowing up or anything, but I got, you know, some five-digit view videos, which is cool to me, because I, before I could never get anything over two, like, 400 views. So now to get, you know, any anything, like, 5,000 views, I'm just, like, tickled fucking pink, because at least, like, you know, that's better than anything else. Less than that, obviously. But, um, yeah, uh the the confidence you can gain from seeing all these total knobs do well on TikTok with like nothing, you know, like absolute nothing. And I feel like some com like good comics know that you can burn shit on there that is is nothing, like isn't really that good and get something out of it. Even just like if if you were to throw up like two or three bad like mediocre jokes in a vi- in a short video and it gets like, you know, 50,000 views or something, like, why not? You know, then maybe, I mean, that also tells you that there are people out there that actually like that, those jokes, so try them, you know. Uh, it, it doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that the jokes are necessarily bad, it just means that the people that were there didn't really like them, which, like, that's a microcosm of, you know, people on the whole. Um, it's like a, it's like a, uh, what's it called? A, uh, focus group, joke, focus, jokus group. Ooh, <laughs> I think we're going to have a, <laughs> I'm going to have to make a new show or like a hangout thing or something like a writer's group called the jokus group where one comic just goes up and nobody's allowed to laugh at all. <laughs> one comic does like five minutes of material. Nobody can laugh. And then it's just us taking notes the whole time. And then somebody, somebody's like the the group head or whatever the fuck and has to be like, well, what did you guys think about the wording and the uh, economy of it? And what do you think the last per minute would be? All this stupid bullshit. Analytical comedy is fun. Um. Oh, I had another one. This is one I've been kind of throwing around for years and never really figured it out. But I think I, I, it, this did okay on Twitter, and that was enough for me to... But I never remember the joke when I go to open mics. I always forget about it. Because it's like... It's like uh, I, I think about it like, you know, how people have body uh, issues when... Especially people, like fat people who have lost a ton of weight, they still see themselves as that fat per, fat person. When I've rewritten a joke... And now it's like a good joke. I still see it as that joke that sucked. Um, so all these jokes are forever fat. But this joke was... Uh, um, before I was born... Or no, what was it? The day I was born was the first time I ever met my parents. So I have no idea how they knew what my name was. I think that's pretty funny. I th- I, th- I think it's funny to think of like a baby in like a detective form or whatever like a I don't know form what form is but uh, like a detective's mindset like how did they know me 
the visual of it is important. I've preached visual shit on this podcast before, but um, if you can't see, for me at least, if I can't see um, the joke like acted out in my head, like as the as if it were like a mini sketch or something, um, then I then it's not ready. I don't think, and I'm not sure which comes first. If the joke is written well enough or the the vision of it. Sometimes it's both happening first or whatever. Or one or the other. Um But yeah, I haven't I don't think I've tried that one out at Mike's yet because I always forget that I have it. I also don't know if I have a name for it yet. Because I have so many jokes about being born or like just birth in general that I definitely have a joke called birth already maybe name but i've got a name joke too that i never tell i need to start telling that it's a uh, i'm terrible with names aaron is my seventh and that's kind of like one of those like the due date one where it's like clever but not really that funny but it's it can kind of get you over to something that's better than that one like a get me over joke those are important to have i think and they're also fun because it's self-indulging because i like that joke right i like the due date joke okay because it is uh it it was quick to come up with, but it is thoughtful. Um, <clears throat> ooh, the shoe joke. That's been doing okay lately. Uh, I hate starting it out with this, but I always have to because I don't know any, how else to say it. Uh, well, you know what they say, if the shoe fits, uh, then you should have bought two. There was this old guy at the show in South Dakota, and man, was I right up, right up his fucking alley. Everything I said, he was just loving it. And he had a hearing aid on. I almost put, he almost let me put it in my ear, which would have been fun. And I told him that I'm his new grandson and all this other shit because I was both my grandpas are dead, so I'm, I'm, I'm a free agent. And then he bought a shirt from me. He was super cool. People up there were nice as hell. It was crazy. This one couple wanted us to go to a strip club with them. And then we didn't, and I we think they were mad at us for it, which is interesting, but also, like, I get it. I want to hang out with the cool comics, too. And then, what was it, this this table of, like, three people just hung out with us for a little bit and shot the shit, and they were, they looked like, like, it's it's interesting because, like, the people like that who kind of look like real salt-of-the-earth people, like, they just were in, like, mossy oak hoodies. You know, the people like that down in Missouri or like especially in the south like those are fucking rednecks but these people were just like kind of like prairie people and they were pretty smart and well-spoken and um you know don't judge a book by its cover unless you're in the south that's what I'm saying if you're somewhere like South Dakota where their ancestors murdered uh, Native Americans then Whatever, go for it. They're all cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was fun. Go to South Dakota. South Dakota's cool. Um, also, yeah, thanks Nathan Holtz for uh, hooking hooking us up with that show. That was really a good time. Um, oh, there was <laughs> I was down at the restaurant part uh, before the show had started, and uh, there was this couple that was leaving. They had eaten dinner there. And the the hostess at the restaurant was like, oh, you guys leaving now? There's a comedy show upstairs. It's free. And uh, the wife said, yeah, we've got kids to go take care of. And then the husband said, well, I got darts to throw. Um, and I wasn't surprised. Uh, <laughs> that was what that guy was really 
<laughs> shooting for. <laughs> I would have. I wanted to throw some fucking darts, man. I love tossing darts. That's just. It's so primal and ridiculous how like, especially. I don't, I don't really know. You know like, I sometimes I feel like the older I've gotten, especially when I'm at bars, like the more I've just wanted to play stupid shit like that, just like throw darts, or if they've got pool, play pool, just any kind of like sport at all. I would rather do that than just sit and get hammered. Um, I think I I think I wanted that. I had that desire when I was younger, but it was it wasn't the cool thing to do. <laughs> You know, you got to hang with your friends and do shots and all this other stupid shit when you're 25. But now it's just like, I don't care anymore at all. There was one time uh, in Knoxville, Rowan had a show. She was running a show that night and then I had a show. And um, I met up with them in some bar, I don't remember where it was, uh, in Knoxville. And, like, all the comedians and the people that were on their show. Because it was, like, a music show, like, a hybrid music comedy show. So, like, the band was there and these musicians who I didn't really know. And some, com- like, other comics who I didn't know were there and hanging out. And Rowan and I were there and I got a beer and sat down for about five or ten minutes, talked to some people, and then got up and just started throwing darts. And I did that for about an hour. And then Rowan joined in and it was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, I would just, I just, I 100% want to do that more than anything else most of the time even if I'm with friends like I just want isolation in some way I also like throwing darts like a baseball I think I just need to play baseball more that's it really I have a primal urge I don't even know if it's primal base there's nothing primal about baseball but it's like lizard brain shit like need throw stuff throw stuff now hit thing not hit thing, but hit hit dartboard with dart, hit glove with ball kind of stuff, not like punch uh, wall with fist. That was my teenage years. I only hit like one wall, and it was for something important. It was uh, because getting into community college was difficult. <laughs> You know, looking back, I'm not surprised I'm still living with my parents. When they're as loving as they are and like you as much as they like me, why wouldn't you want to live with them? Uh, Shout out to my mom and dad (laughs) for letting me live with them. (laughs) You didn't have a choice, and I appreciate uh, what you're doing for me. What other jokes have I been doing? The hickey joke has not worked at all, and I'm not surprised by that, but... Um, it's, uh, when I wrote it, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, you're on, you're doing it. But, yep, this doesn't work. It's, uh, birthmarks or hickeys that your parents gave you. Most of the time, people are just grossed out by it. Which I totally understand. The, the visual of your parent giving you a hickey is pretty gross. Um. Oh, this one's done well. I, this is a real comeback story for this little fucking thing. Um, this is all this joke is. Do you think butterflies are aware of their effects on time travel? That's it. And every time that does pretty well for a little dumb little joke with really no hook. Like it does, there's nothing to it. Basically, it's just like the, it's absurd to think that butterflies are doing it on purpose. I think that's pretty cool. Like a butterfly is just like flying around like, ooh, I'm going to land on this. Ooh, ooh, watch out. I love that. 
I love stupid shit like that. I need to just write little short sketches, like cartoons or something, because I think that would be really good. Um, but yeah, that joke does great. It does better than my time machine joke, which I haven't done in a long time, but I'm not going to tell that one because I don't like it. <laughs> it's one of those that's like kind of not the way that I write jokes, um, but the idea I thought was funny. Um, and maybe it'll work at some point. I, it's Okay, this is what it is. Uh, if I had a time machine, I would travel back to like the 1400s in Europe and build a skate park and just see what they would do with it. It's not really much. It's pretty loose, pretty open joke. Um, but I do think it would be interesting just to see like what they would do, like make a, make a city market out of it or roll balls. I don't know. Do they have, they had balls back then? I don't know. You know, maybe skateboarding would have gotten invented quicker. That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, I'm about to. I'm gonna get back into. I'm 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 getting back into writing stuff. When I moved back here about two months ago, I was writing a lot, and I did get a few jokes out of it, which I'm happy about. Um, but like for me, this is very cyclical, and every two or three months, I writing becomes like the main thing I'm in my mind. So I'm gonna. It's about that time, I think. Uh. So yeah, hopefully some new jokes are popping out. Uh, I think that's probably the end of this, but go follow me on stuff if you want. You don't have to, obviously, but I've, I put some TikToks out, uh, which I like. They're just old, old sets, basically. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, follow, follow me at I am Aaron Naylor on, I think, everything. Yeah, and then come see me at a show. It'll be fun. I'm still really good at comedy. Nothing's changed. So take care of yourself. Drink some water. Uh, stay safe and all that good stuff. Goodbye. I love you. Have fun. Goodbye. Write jokes. <laughs>